No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we return to our study of the Psalms. So many of these were songs of praise written by David. They help us focus on heaven when troubles surround us on earth. We hope you'll join us now as Pastor Daryl teaches Psalm 31 on Simply the Bible. You know, sometimes we just don't know how to pray. In fact, the Bible tells us that we don't know how to pray as we ought. I have found that praying prayers in the Bible is a good place to start, especially those prayers that receive answers. If you can make them your own, it will teach you how to pray. The Psalms are useful for this purpose. Many of them are prayers to God, expressing a wide range of situations and human emotions. You will find an appropriate prayer for every situation you find yourself in. Now, Psalm 31 is a prayer of David where he asks God to deliver him from his enemies. Psalm 31, in you, O Lord, I put my trust. Let me never be ashamed. Deliver me in your righteousness. Bow down your ear to me. Deliver me speedily. Be my rock of refuge, a fortress of defense to save me. You know, there is a great fear of shame in all of us. We fear being judged. We fear being put to shame in some way. And this was David's heart as well. And therefore, he looked to the Lord. In you, O Lord, I put my trust. And he will say this several times in this psalm that he trusts in the Lord. Who do we trust in? What do we trust in? Some people trust in money. They trust in their bank accounts or stocks or whatever it is, their job. Some people trust in other people. Uh, They think that those people will be there for them all the time. But if we trust in anything except the Lord, we will ultimately be disappointed because the Lord is the only one who will be there forever. And so David said, Lord, I put my trust in you. And if we please the Lord, then we won't be put to shame because he'll take care of us. David said, deliver me speedily and be my rock of refuge. For you are my rock and my fortress. Therefore, for your name's sake, lead me and guide me. Pull me out of the net, which they have secretly laid for me. For you are my strength. Into your hand, I commit my spirit. You have redeemed me, O Lord God of truth. So David said, lead me for your name's sake. You see, David had this sense that people were looking at him and they would be judging God accordingly. And so he was saying, Lord, lead me in the right way so that they'll praise you. And pull me out of the net. I think this is interesting. Now, David was probably talking about, you know, just a net, a snare that they would use to catch birds and so forth. But I think this has particular application for us when we consider the internet and how many people can be caught up in that, whether through pornography or uh, social media chatting, uh, political stuff, uh, opinions, rants, whatever. It can just ensnare us and take up our time certainly waste our time Uh, but it can ensnare us in other ways as well so pull me out of the net deliver me into your hand i commit my spirit now of course jesus would say these same words right on the cross as he was dying 
And that's so important. You know, we spend so much of our time dealing with our flesh, our body, the human part of us in this world. But, you know, what's going to happen with our spirit? The spirit is that part of us that lives for eternity. Is it going to heaven or is it going to hell? And and so David says, Lord, I'm committing to you my spirit. And he's really the only one to whom we can commit our spirit. I have hated those who regard useless idols, but I trust in the Lord. You know, in David's day, there were so many who would bow down to the Asherahs or the Baals or whatever the gods were that the people worshipped, the Canaanites worshipped. And so he said, I hate those who regard useless idols. They're dead. They're worthless. I will trust in the living God. You know, Jonah from the belly of the great fish said that those who regard worthless idols forsake their own mercy. And I like J. Vernon McGee's definition of an idol, anything that comes between you and your worship of the Lord. But if you regard these things, if we regard idols, the problem is that we're forsaking God's mercy toward us. Verse 7, I will be glad and rejoice in your mercy, for you have considered my trouble, you have known my soul and adversities, and have not shut me up into the hand of the enemy. You have set my feet in a wide place. David said, I will be glad and rejoice in your mercy. That's just a great witness. I think that's a great billboard for our faith in God when we are glad. There's so many somber people in the world, so many anxious, worried, angry people. If we can be glad in what God has done for us and who he is, that's just a great witness. He said, you have known my soul in adversities. You know, I think sometimes when we're really going through it, when we're really suffering persecution or adversity or hardship of some kind, we wonder, God, are you there? Do you care? But David said, you've known my soul. You've known everything about me. You know what I think. You know what I'm going through. You're right there with me through it all. And you have set my feet in a wide place. You know, there are those times when you feel that you are between a rock and a hard place. There's a narrow passageway and you wonder if you're going to ever get through it. But then God delivers you and he sets you in a wide, spacious place. I think it's just like a, a green meadow with wildflowers. I've done some backpacking in the sawtooths and there's some meadows like that where, you know, you've been climbing through rocks and so forth. And then it just opens up to this expanse of green meadow with a creek running through it or whatever. And Wow, it's just so beautiful. And that's David is saying, that's what you've done for me, God. You've brought me to a wide place. Have mercy on me, O Lord, for I am in trouble. My eye wastes away with grief. Yes, my soul and my body. For my life is spent with grief and my years with sighing. My strength fails because of my iniquity and my bones waste away. Such descriptive speech from David. You know, you've seen people that you look in their eyes and you can tell they've just been grieving. Maybe their eyes are bloodshot from crying and they're wasting away with grief and you can see it all over them. And that's what David is saying. My years are just being spent sighing. Uh, I'm in such misery. And then my strength fails because of my iniquity. You know, because of sin, sin brings weakness. It takes away our courage. And David said, my strength has failed because of my iniquity. I am a reproach among all my enemies. 
but especially among my neighbors and am repulsive to my acquaintances. Those who see me outside flee from me. I am forgotten like a dead man. Out of mind, I am like a broken vessel. For I hear the slander of many. Fear is on every side. While they take counsel together against me, they scheme to take away my life. So David, feeling just that he is despised, reproached, ridiculed by his enemies, but also by his neighbors and his acquaintances and people who have seen him, that they don't want anything to do with him because they think that he's cursed, you know, that he's really been rejected by God. And for this reason, some people think that David wrote this when Absalom rebelled against him. His son, you know, tried to do a coup and tried to become king, and David had to flee from Jerusalem, you know, and and so even his friends at this point were rejecting him. And he said, I'm forgotten like a dead man or like a broken vessel. Nobody has any use for a broken vessel, and he felt that no one had any use for him. And then there was the slander of the many, saying slanderous, false accusations against David so that they were conspiring against him to kill him, to take away his life. So fear was on every side. Imagine that. Now, you can't imagine this because this is exactly what Jesus went through. They conspired to take away his life. He was reproached by enemies and friends and and his own people alike. And so it does look to the suffering of Jesus Christ. But as for me, I trust in you, O Lord. I say, you are my God. My times are in your hand. Deliver me from the hand of my enemies and from those who persecute me. Again, David says, I trust in you. You know, we can't say that too many times, can we? I trust in you, Lord. I trust in you, Lord, in you I trust. And then he said, my times are in your hand. I I like that because... I am so not liking God's timing so many times. It, you know, it just seems like it takes so long for God to come through with what I think that he should be doing or what I want him to do in my life, you know. But it's all in his hands, everything. My time belongs to the Lord. And I have to watch myself because sometimes I'll say, well, this is my day off. You know, what do I own? I don't own a thing. <laughs> I belong to the Lord. I've been bought with a price. And so all of my times are in his hands. And then he said, deliver me from those who persecute me. Again, just this prayer of deliverance. Lord, take me out of the net. Deliver me from my persecutors. Put me in solid ground. Make your face shine upon your servant. Save me for your mercy's sake. Do not let me be ashamed, O Lord, for I have called upon you. Let the wicked be ashamed. Let them be silent in the grave. Let the lying lips be put to silence, which speak insolent things proudly and contemptuously against the righteous. Make your face shine upon me. That's just a beautiful thing. It's the priestly blessing in number six. May the Lord make his face shine upon you. And Lord, just look at me with favor. And don't let me be ashamed and silence the wine, insolent, arrogant lips that are speaking such terrible, slanderous things against me. Oh, how great is your goodness, which you have laid up for those who fear you, which you have prepared for those who trust in you in the presence of the sons of men. You shall hide them in the secret place of your presence from the plots of man. You shall keep them secretly in a pavilion from the strife of tongues. 
What can compare to the goodness of God? How great it is. And I love this. You've laid it up for those who fear you. I just think of just a giant reservoir of goodness laid up by God for those who fear him. You will hide them in the secret place of your presence. And and this speaks of of just being in the presence of the Lord. Of, Of course, David couldn't know that. He wasn't a priest like we can know it. Because in Christ, the way has been opened up into the most holy place for us through the blood of Jesus Christ, and he will hide us there in his secret place of his presence. And you will keep me in a pavilion from the strife of tongues. I love that. Just being protected from the accusing tongues of people. Lord, you'll keep me safe. Blessed be the Lord. For he has shown me his marvelous kindness in a strong city. For I said in my haste, I am cut off from before your eyes. Nevertheless, you heard the voice of my supplications when I cried out to you. Blessed be the Lord. Love it. Oh, love the Lord, all you his saints. For the Lord preserves the faithful and fully repays the proud person. Be of good courage and he shall strengthen your heart, all you who hope in the Lord. I love this. He just gives an exhortation here. Love the Lord, you his saints. There's nothing better you can do than that because he preserves the faithful and be of good courage. Take heart because he shall strengthen your heart. Great prayer. May God help us to pray it and receive his deliverance, his strength and encouragement. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. Tomorrow, we'll see where David recalls the agony of sin and the joy of forgiveness. God instructs us in the way we should go, so we shouldn't be like the mule. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the Psalms on Simply the Bible.